Hi everyone, this is Tiz. So glad that you're joining me today. Welcome to Tiz Talks. So today I'd like to ask you a little question. Are you struggling? How are you feeling these days? You know, I think there's a lot of people that are really struggling at the moment. I mean, pretty tough times out there. And you know, there's a lot that's happened. And sometimes we certainly don't deserve the things that are happening to us. And no matter how hard we try, it's like nothing seems to give and we get tired of the trudge. And sometimes all we're waiting for is that break. And sometimes it feels like forever and that never wants to come. I mean, we've all been there. It can make us feel like something's wrong or, you know, it can deflate us and even motivate us and chip away at our self-esteem. And sometimes it can even cause us to feel depressed or anxious. I know I have been there many times. And sometimes we wallow, and for good reason, and that's okay. But you know, as adults, we can only wallow for so long, right? And eventually we need to tap into our power. And when we stay in that place of fear, as if, you know, life is happening to us, you know, we're relinquishing our power and we don't want to do that. We don't want to give it away. I mean, I've discovered there's an endless supply of power, that resource that when we're ready to claim it, it's amazing. But sometimes we stay in this place of, I don't want to say victim mode, but that's the first thing that's coming to my mind because maybe we're in denial or we still have something to learn or something to accept. At least that's what it's been for me. But one thing I've come to see in my own life is that after a while, you know, feeling anxious and and depressed is not a place I want to be in. And trust me, you know, depression and anxiety is something that happens to us. You know, we don't do it on purpose. And I want to make that really, really clear. You know, and 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 it's really a struggle sometimes to get to get out of that. But we owe it to ourselves to and we have to try, no matter how hard it might feel. You know, we hold on and we hold on. At least I know that's what it's been like for me. But ironically, when I when I finally sort of give in and say, I don't want to be in this place anymore, is when I finally start reaching for my power. And some of us, for many reasons, we have, you know, bigger mountains to climb. And that can feel pretty darn unfair. But we still need to climb them. And that's the whole point of life. And then you have an amazing story to share. It gives other people hope with their struggles. You know, it's that climb out of the trenches that matters, that other people need to hear about, you know, so that it's not just about poking that flag on top of the mountain. You know, and just when we think we're losing in life, really, when we're in that trudging and climbing that mountain, we're actually winning. You know, life isn't about avoiding the challenges or the struggles or about not having them at all. It's about dealing with them, getting, going straight through them, overcoming them, learning from them, gaining strength and power because of them. There's a great saying I once heard that I love, and that is build a foundation with the bricks 
life has thrown at you. Isn't that awesome? So if you feel like you're all alone or facing something insurmountable and you're in the middle of that climb, well, boy, I tell you, I feel you. There have been periods of my life where I really didn't know how I was going to get anywhere or get better or climb out of the hole I was in, but somehow I did. One little thing, one step at a time. It's not like I had some big master plan. I, I was not that smart. I just did what I could do every single day for myself. And that has always and faithfully led me back to the right path. My only requirement of myself was a willingness to try every single day. So today, what I thought I wanted to do, I thought I have a list of 13 lessons, valuable lessons that I've learned that I'd like to share with you today. So I hope, uh, I hope, I hope you enjoy them. All right, here we go. Number one, know when you're fighting the inevitable. Somehow we think we can outsmart or circumvent or even avoid whatever it is that we're not willing to face or own up to. I was a master at this and it works for a while to try to, you know, work around whatever it is. But really all I was doing was putting a bandaid on a big water pipe that just eventually burst, you know, but I, and I thought I was clever for trying, but really you know, I was just trying to avoid the fear and any potential pain. And when I look back at all the ways I tried to shift or manipulate things in order to avoid some kind of pain, all I was really doing was just pushing, pushing the the deadline. You know, I, I mean, I was really just stalling the inevitable. And I always referred to the fact that I was the girl bailing water from the Titanic. I mean, I was on a ship that had already sunk. And there I was, like a true warrior, still trying to bail water. Know when it's over. <laughs> Number two, keeping score is senseless. Yes, some people seem to have a horseshoe up their butts, while some people, like me, seem to have much harder things to work on. That's life, and life isn't always fair, folks. What I can change, however, is my thinking, that I am just as deserving as anyone else, no matter how much harder I have to work for it. Life isn't a race, and there's enough for everyone to succeed and be happy. We just need to want it bad enough. Number three, comparing leads to resenting. Ugh, anytime I find myself comparing myself to others, I am falling right into that trap of measuring my own worth based on someone else's life. Like how ridiculous is that? There is nothing good that comes from comparing myself to anyone else. Nothing whatsoever. Number four, showing your true self is the bravest thing you can do. You know, I had a fear that if anyone really knew all of me, they just wouldn't like me. I feared showing my whole self, you know, for what other people might think. I, I was deathly afraid to show my vulnerable side. So I tended to only show this tougher, more extroverted side of me. And the truth is, is I'm an ambivert. I 
have an intense need to have my own quiet time. I can be very reflective. And that side of me needs nurturing, but I never really talked or showed that side of me to to most people. And only when I finally show myself as as my whole person, who's just as scared as the next person and and not fear talking about my struggles, do I feel less of a fraud? And I learned that people are actually very accepting and loving when you actually do finally show your true self, warts, wounds, and all. Numbers, number five, true friends reveal themselves in tough times. You know, I was an approval seeker and I had people in my life that uh, were emotionally unavailable to me and really, truly didn't care for me. And I came to see that when they rejected me, that um, they ended up being the very people that I absolutely did not need in my life. But I used to chase those kind of people. You know, people show their true colors when you go through something really, really hard or when you have nothing to offer. They're either there for you or they're not. And some are there to throw you a lifeline while others tell you to go find your own lifeline and, hey, call me when things are better. You know, I choose my inner circle wisely now. And I allow them to show me encouragement and support and love. I had to let them in. And I love to do that for them. True friends are a wonderful thing. Number six, I'm the only one standing in the way of my success. You know, in a distorted way, I was almost more comfortable struggling than mustering up the courage to try something new. I don't know. I guess I felt like as long as I was still, you know, struggling, I was actually trying to do something, but really I wasn't going anywhere. I was more afraid of failing. And I feared putting myself out there in case, you know, in case I fell flat on my face. And, the, and I think a lot of people share this fear. I came to see I was more concerned with what, you know, others thought of me than my own real happiness. Oh, it's taken me a lifetime not to listen to what others think. And I, you know, when I was younger, I listened to people who told me I shouldn't do things. I was talked out of journalism and broadcasting and acting, not because I wasn't good enough, but because of some hang-up they had. And I allowed these people to stop me. Number seven, trust your gut and pay attention to red flags. You know, there's been some critical times in my life where I saw some very important red flags and I chose to ignore them. It was only when things became truly awful or painful that I finally had no choice but to make some changes. And sometimes life went ahead and changed without me because I waited too long. You know, I always say change before life changes you. I no longer have to wait for the bottom to fall out of my life to make any changes. I want to have those choices and options, but to have them, I need to act on any flags that I see and I must heed them. Number eight, feelings of an unworthiness are false. 
uh, this is a big one for a lot of people. I think this sits at the core of so many tough lessons for myself because when I feel unworthy, well, then I don't treat myself very well. And guess what? I allow life and others to treat me less and favorable too. And the only one I have to convince that I'm worthy is myself. And no one is going to anoint me, you know, thou worthiness. You know, when you begin to help yourself to life's opportunities, you know, that that everyone has a right to, you know, you start getting a true sense of yourself, you know, a sense of accomplishment. Self-esteem is built from the inside out. We must learn to start loving and feeling worthy of ourselves. And when I'm responsible for myself and I, and I build myself up, that gives me the strength I need to face that crazy, unpredictable world with more resilience. Number nine, get out of my head and try not to go there too often alone. Someone said that to me once, don't, you don't want to travel in that head of yours all alone. It's a scary place in there. Yes. Our thoughts, oh, they need to be lassoed in because If you let them run free and wild, well, guess what? They will run you over. And those nasty, untrue, cruel thoughts need to be replaced with new perspective. New and fresh thoughts need to be worked on over and over. And when I'm too much in my head, I can work myself into a tizzy. (laughs) No pun intended. You know, but, but when I get out of my head, you know, and get out and, and engage in, in other activities or with other people, it lessens the potency of potency of those thoughts. And then it starts to put life back into perspective. I mean, you got to get out of your head. When we start to experience life as far better than our thoughts lead us to believe, well, guess what? We want more of that because our thoughts are not truth. Our thoughts can be downright liars. And I have to take care of my head just as much as I take care of any other part of my body. Number 10, if you think life is scarce or abundant, well, that is exactly what you will get. When I stay focused on what I don't have or worry too much about what I have to lose and lose sight of what I do have and, and, and I'm not feeling grateful, well, then I'm living in a world of less. And when I do that, my life is scarce and I get that back in spades. Less money, less fun, less joy, less opportunity, less of everything. I mean, the word scarcity itself, you know, means I live in scar city. I mean, you want to get the hell out of scar city and you want to move to abundant town because the more I feel like life is scarce, the more I'm going to get just that. And the more I feel like life has a lot to give me, well, guess what? It starts doing that for you. It's my little pea brain that convinces me that I have nothing. When I'm giving out to the world, the world gives back to me. You know, we close ourselves off from people and money and opportunity when we retract and go into our little caves and we start hoarding just like toilet paper and paper towels. You know, that thinking has to change from from scarcity to abundance. It's the only way out. Believe me when I say this, as I've experienced this over and over, life gives you what you think you are worth. 
scarcity or abundance. That's it. So get the hell out of scarcity and move yourself to abundant town. Number 11, what happened to us is not our fault. Staying there, well, it might be our fault. The fastest way to stop feeling like a victim is to volunteer. Yes, bad things happen to us. And it's not fair. And we don't deserve it. But we must find a way to move beyond it. And instead, we can volunteer to help ourselves or someone else even. And when we volunteer in that way, you know, I once had a doctor who was trying to help me get out of a very bad period of my life, a time when I really couldn't see my way out and I, and I was in a really bad way. He suggested to me that I volunteer, volunteer and, and, and do some service work. Because let me tell you, service work is a surefire way of getting out of my own thoughts and my own problems and helping others with theirs. It, it builds us up like nothing else can. And when we help someone else in need, when we step up to the plate to do something for no exchange of anything, just when we offer our services, we are healing ourselves like no other medication can. You know... Volunteers is one of the best things we can do for ourselves. You know, even when we think we have nothing to give, when I do thoughtful things or go out of my way for someone else or support someone else or help someone else who might need it, I get rewarded for that. And when I make myself a volunteer to help myself with my own life, you know, that kind of volunteer gets me rewarded as well. So sign up for volunteering for someone else and for yourself. Trust me, you won't regret it. Number 12, be part of the solution and not the problem. And I think pride gets in the way on this one. You know, it kind of keeps us stuck from moving forward. You know, pride sort of steps in because we're too afraid of admitting something or, you know, you know, just, or just surrendering. You know, when we are part of the solution, you know, means that we have to humble ourselves sometimes. And it takes courage to eat some humble pie on the way to bigger and better things. It shows our willingness to to be real and human and imperfect and not be so hung up on ourselves. You know, I'm a perfectionist. So, you know, this was sometimes a hard thing for me. I didn't want anyone to see me as anything less than perfect. And, And how ridiculous is that? You know, to see where you may have steered yourself wrong and to say to people, yeah, you know, I was making matters worse for myself. You know, well, then you're being really real to other people. And, and, and then we provide hope for other people. When we can either choose to work against ourselves or for ourselves, you know, the choice really is ours. And it's ours alone. And the last one is, well... It's not really a lesson, but maybe just more a thought. In defense of everyone going through tough times, I want to say this. It takes an enormous amount of energy to be in a, to be in a place of pain and suffering. It takes every bit of energy we can to muster up anything to get through the day sometimes. And oddly, those that struggle intensely, they're the really strong ones. They have ridiculous stamina. Once we realize this, that, you know, to see we have so much strength that we can actually use that strength to 
to get ourselves out of whatever we're in, you know, and, and to see how much we might have, you know, mistreated ourselves. I know I put myself through a lot of agony and torture and even some bit of self-loathing, you know, when you're struggling, because then you start beating yourself up. Like, why am I still here? Why am I not getting better? Or why am I not moving forward? And, you know, and when we put ourselves through that, you know, it requires so much energy. And I can tell you that only after I bravely stepped out of that, you know, after a long while. And and every single time I look back and go, why did it take me so long to get here? Why didn't I sort of give it up earlier? This is so much better. You know, it takes an enormous amount of strength and to get through tough times. And I, I just want to acknowledge that because, boy, I get it. So today, this is, this is going out to everyone who might be battling anything. And I hope you know, today, some of the lessons that I've learned that I've shared today, I don't know, hopefully it helps in some small way. Uh, I'm certainly not clear sailing. So this was a great, great uh, recap for me as well, because I have, I have my own set of challenges and I still have really tough days and life is far from perfect, but I am very grateful. And I, do like to live in abundant town. (laughs) So to everyone that has to dig deep to get that energy to get through a day, I want you to know you are magnificent. You are fierce and you are your own hero. So wear that cape proudly. And remember one thing, one step, one day at a time. And eventually life will catapult you forward. It's been great talking to you today, and and I want to thank you again for joining me. I hope to see you back there again soon with me on Tiz Talks. So signing off for now, this is Tiz. Bye.